Rana found herself lost in the fog, separated from her fellow adventurers, who immediately noticed her absence. The other two were led by Bull to the Hall of Ancestors, where they began to experience some of the effects of the fog as Grana did. Grana saw the memories of Elris, some her own, some his, including moments she had never seen before in which the prophecy was stated, and then Elris himself spoke to her. Cormeth followed through the memories of the great giant hero, Promis. At first he only watched, but found himself more involved as he discovered more of the artifacts left behind by the legend. Yevon saw a flash of his own past, then peeked into an unknown woods where he was told it was not his time to be there yet by an older man. The three reunited in time to encounter and subdue the shambling mound that had appeared. It transformed into a dryad who asked them to help the bog. three look around to find that you are back in the Bullywog village uh, and you see Bull and Gobi are sitting cross-legged over on the uh, sort of town square area where you first met Bull hmm. uh, and they they look over at you Gobi waves and Bull uh, looks to Koromi then uh, Yevon uh, and nods and looks to Grana nods and smiles oh <clears throat> To make it not creepy yeah. because he knows that you're connected with the bog. Sure, oh, sure, okay, sure. there we go. Okay, I thought like maybe a little creepy. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just like scared. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, we're here to help, but this job looks incredibly big for just the three of us. Bull Bull nods thoughtfully and says, "Yes, that is." Probably correct. This will require most of our resources. My people are willing to be allies, and some of them likely will not return here uh, at the end of this mission. I'll fight side by side with anybody. <laughs> That's it. Um, Kobe stands up and pats you on the shoulder and doesn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> While he tries to, he points to his throat and he's like, laryngitis. That laryngitis feeling <laughs> like laryngitis. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I guess, like, what's our, like, what are, what is this time supposed to be used for? Like, are we going to be, like, planning our attack? Yeah, I imagine. Yeah. Know what resources we have available to us. Well, it sounds Are like we what we're like, trying to do is drum up some allies and, like, let's go in as a posse because we got to liberate thought, the mother tree, right? Uh, yeah, but I thought, like, we already know that we have allies, right? Like, we're being given resources, but we don't know what those resources are. Sure. So what I'll, I'll tell you is that this, <laughs> this tree is going to be questionably difficult Basically, everything about it is random from how many allies you get to how many enemies you get. You know, if you have the most wild, great luck, it might be pretty goddamn easy if, like, every single roll ends up being a one or something. 
or it could be super, super, super hard. So the point of this time is to sort of help you to uh, strategize uh, how you want to infiltrate this place uh, and and take it down. If you want to do any uh, sort of uh, espionage or ask uh, the bog folks any questions about it or uh, investigate what sort of resources you have, uh, that's that's all up to you. Okay, then I'm gonna say, well, I think that our approach should be as tactical as possible, given that we don't know exactly how many resources they have, and we're not quite sure uh, how, how well we're going to fare in all of this. I think it would be wise to do some espionage first, try and get a layout of where all of the enemy encampments are and then proceed from there? How does that strike everyone? Gobi says, that sounds like a good plan to me, in my opinion. Oh, you don't have laryngitis all of a sudden? Interesting. Yes, Uh, it was very temporary laryngitis, but now I am uh, surely recovered from that illness. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have a couple of questions. How many do you know that are in the tree or working around the tree? I'm going to say roll an investigation check, uh, essentially kind of like on behalf of these other folks, but use your modifiers. Uh, 16. So um, yeah, Bull nods and says, we have, of course, kept a distant eye on them. They are goblins, as you know, and their strength comes from numbers. We know <laughs> that there are at least okay. 20. Oh, uh, cool. Do, do you know what they are utilizing from the tree? What what are they mining specifically? Like, what are they getting out of the tree? Why are they? They are mining. Where, I mean, I know dude. it's I know it's magic, but like, what? Okay, what does the dew do for them? The dew has a powerful ability to heal, repair, and if you are able to twist that right by perhaps using power that the stone fist would have, you might be able to create a very powerful weapon. Whoever controls the mother tree is going to control this bog and to a greater extent, a large part of this world that relies on plant life. There's one very chatty crow out here. Yeah. (laughs) I hear that. (laughs) Uh, A Kenku pops out and says, Bool says, you know, we weren't always called the Boggy Mists. The Mists and the Bog have always been here, but not in such a way. Uh, And he, um, as he's saying this, uh, he nods and Gobi uh, hands all of you these uh, sort of masks to go over your face. And he says, we have found ways to combat the effects of the fog so that we do not become lost. But... This bog used to be called Krokratoi, but the goblins who have stolen the heart of the mother tree have stolen her name as well. Pretty righteous. All right. Well, I'll put on the mask right away, I guess. <laughs> well, we're not out in the mist yet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my. Uh, but it's all around. There's, there's fog everywhere. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah. Let's mask up, baby. 
Wait. So now you don't have to do any more of those wisdom saves. <laughs> well, okay, hey, good, because I wasn't looking good. Last time I failed it, I got a cool-ass armor out of it, so, like, let's... <laughs> might as well keep doing that, right? Uh, Will nods and says, Hmm, that's true. You do need to have some pretty dope armor now, but I suspect that the bog would not be as kind every time. Fair. Yeah, Fair damn, point. Like, that's pretty dope. Alright. So I'm gonna ask Bool. Bool! Do you know of any demons nearby? Uh, Bool says, there used to be demons that came to this bog to uh, attack and to fester it, but the light of Promes keeps away demons, so there are uh, no demons that can actually step foot on the soil. They must be brought here if evil energy is to come in, such as for example, just spitballing here, a horde of goblins. <laughs> uh, I would turn towards like Grana and even um, mm-hmm. I saw Promis. He was I saw him in a vision. He told me where I stand, demons cannot walk. They need someone else to carry their evil. Could that be the goblins? Uh, you hear uh, you hear a gasp uh, and uh, Bull and Gobi are like you. Uh, well, Gobi says, uh, I can't help, I can't speak for both of them at the same time. Uh, Gobi says, you saw Promies? I saw, I touched Promies. They sort of like whisper to each other and they go, that is a rare honor. You're telling me. Anyway, well, what were you saying I... to the party? <laughs> oh, I just told them, uh, uh, that Promies told me, uh, where I stand, demons cannot walk. They need someone else to carry their evil. And is that the goblins? It would certainly seem so in this case. Uh, I would not, I guess, be terribly surprised to learn that uh, that there were demons brought in by uh, various goblin folk. It would make sense to me, assuming all goblins are evil. <clears throat> not to sound racist or anything, but every goblin we've met so far has tried to kill us, so... Uh, roll, a, roll an insight check, everyone. Ten. Eighteen. I rolled a 5 plus 6 is 11. Also, minus uh, 9. I, I missed the minus 1. <laughs> okay. Uh, even in Koromi, nothing happens. Uh, Grana, uh, you, you've, you've been around plants. You know uh, sort of like the way that magical systems can sometimes work. Uh, and you, you get the sense that like carrying it in would just be like carrying in uh, demonic influence could be as simple as just like representing a demon um, so anybody, anybody who like steps into this bog, who is, has made a deal with a demon or who is, uh, acting on behalf of a demon would essentially be carrying demonic energy in without being a demon themselves. So they could bring that sort of concept in without being essentially letter of the law taken down by Promises magic. The demonic influence is already here. Is, they need someone to carry their evil. The, so that the, must be the goblins. You're yeah. right, they're all bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think our best course of action is to do a bit of reconnaissance of the enemy camp to learn exactly what we're up against. I don't know if that requires an entire uh, group. Perhaps we could uh, split up a bit in order to tackle uh, different problems. Uh, for example, 
uh, what kind of supplies or, or resources we have available to us, uh, gathering uh, folks to, uh, to our, our cause here and and uh, then some others of us could go and do some do the re- reconnaissance during that time. I think that sounds like a great idea. Good idea. I, for one, can sneak in with you if that is what you wish. I'll be happy to do that with you. I believe uh, personally that my my talent might be excellent. Uh, then while the while the two of you are uh, are off uh, doing the reconnaissance, I will perhaps put my uh, skills of speech to the test to try and and raise us some comrades. And I'll go with even. Excellent. Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so let's start with the sneaky sneak mission. So this is Grana. And then we'll get back to Cormit and Yvan. Uh, so, Grana, you're going to be with Dobi. Yeah. So he turns to you and says, Are you an experienced sneaker? Not a whole lot, but I'm a lightfoot halfling, so I think I'm pretty good at being a little stealthy when I need to be and hiding in quiet corners, stuff like that. So I can, I'll kick it up a notch today. He, he smiles and nods, and he beckons for you to follow him. So he's going to lead you towards the goblin encampment in the mother tree. He'll kind of lead you around, but you'll have to kind of set the idea of where you want to look and stuff, because obviously Gobi is me, so he knows everything that's going on there. So <laughs> he can't entirely lead you. So you make your way through this bog for a while. Uh, it's a bit of a journey. You know, obviously the uh, bullywogs aren't living right next door to where a bunch of goblins have been invading a long time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Sound like and, great neighbors. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, and Grana, this whole time that you've been in this bog, fog has covered most anything when you were approaching it. And then these trees have been so tall that you can't see anything over them. Uh, but you start to... Uh, reach this clearing, and you at first you think you see a whole bunch of other trees, but eventually you just see this wall of bark, and you realize you're not even close to this tree yet. You eventually get close to this clearing, and there is just the tallest goddamn tree you've ever seen. These bog trees are are pretty damn tall. Uh, you know, they're at least a few stories up there, but this mother tree is so much bigger that, than them that they look inconsequential in comparison. Jesus. <clears throat> I've never uh, seen You are... Yeah. Uh, okay. You are... If you're looking at this map, you see that there's uh, four of sort of the same sort of like structure on yeah. either uh, side. You are just south of the ones on the left. Okay. Yeah, I want to investigate the... Uh... Yeah, those, like, four structures, I guess. Are those, like, housing or something for the goblins? Yeah, so uh, first I'm going to have you go ahead and roll a stealth check. I'm going to make a roll for Gobi as well as uh, for... I'm just going to do one roll for essentially any goblin that might spot you. That was a 19. Gobi also had a pretty good roll, um, so the goblins don't see you. Uh, Gobi is sort of uh, leading you uh, and looking around, and uh, when there's an opening, uh, he sort of leads you, uh, you two run in closer to these buildings. 
Uh, you can see there are uh, these little tiny figures. That's actually a training ground with training dummies. You can see a bunch of goblins who are uh, sort of fighting out there. It's, you know, it's like the evening, so things are kind of winding down. Uh, and as you peek into these buildings, you see that they are, in fact, barracks. And if you want any additional information about them, you'll have to roll to investigate. Okay, I'll roll investigation. I want to see if there's, like, any big, like, explosives we will, would need to watch out for, something like that. Uh, 13 plus 2, 15. Okay. With a 15, you can get a pretty decent uh, view inside these. You don't see any explosives simply because this is where they the goblins are living. So they don't really, like, sleep next to bombs or anything. Okay. <laughs> I always get so mixed up see. what barracks means. So Barracks, bombs, you know, same thing. Barracks is the armory, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, there's certainly, uh, there's certainly, like, weapons in there just from, like, you know, the goblins uh, keep their stuff by their beds. Uh, and some of them have more than one weapon that they're not maybe training with at that moment. But, yeah, you can see that there's probably enough room for you know 10 to 20 goblins in in any particular barrack okay and i want to like find out what else is in this like area like what are these other buildings here okay uh so any additional buildings uh i'm gonna make you each time you look at a building i'm gonna make you roll a stealth check for it just because this is like uh, you're essentially stealthing through a town which is really challenging. Uh, you know, there are goblins uh, all over the place. You think there's probably more than 20 here. So feel free okay. to zoom in if there's a particular building that you want to go to. Sure. Okay. Um, I want to go check out the building far to the left that looks kind of like a church. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll a stealth check. Okay. That's a 15 plus 2, 17. Sweet. Uh, the goblins are continuing to roll real shitty. Last one rolled a six. This one rolled a four. Gobi also rolls uh, sufficiently. Uh, you make your way from this uh, barrack farthest to the south uh, over to the one in the east uh, and then up and uh, back into the bog. Uh, as you make your way through the trees, you head up a little ways. Uh, Gobi occasionally stopping you and keeping an eye on some of the activity that's happening outside. Uh, and then you reach this building, which as you uh, approach it, uh, you feel that the temperature in the air is increasing. And as you're able to sort of peek in and see things through the windows, uh, there is uh, fire and uh, loud noises. And you get the sense that this is a blacksmith. <laughs> uh, again, any additional information you will have to roll for. Yeah, I want to see like what kind of weapons are they smithing? And are they anything I could take advantage of? That's a 12 plus 2, 14. Okay. Um, you see that uh, even though the, the forge is currently on, the, the smithy doesn't seem super busy. With that, uh, you don't necessarily, you can't really get a good look into what sort of weapons are around. You're peering in essentially from a, a window in the back. Uh, and if you wanted to get a super close look, you'd have to go inside. Uh, but you are able to see that the blacksmith is a really big goblin. Like goblins aren't known for being super huge. They're kind of like kobolds. They're they're pretty scrawny and, and small. But this one looks extra tough. Hmm. 
would I know exactly what type of goblin this is? Uh, it's just a very strong goblin. Then I guess I want to check out the next building that's to the right. That's like slightly like set into the tree. Okay. Um, that's, uh, I'll tell you now, that's going to be uh, a DC 17 stealth check. Uh, simply because you are getting super close to their like active operation. Okay, then maybe I won't. Um, <laughs> can, can I tell just from a distance what it might be? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Oh god, that was a 9 plus 2, 11. You can't tell exactly what it is, but uh, as you two are sort of... You two have snuck around to the other side where there's this tower, which is um, the chimney of this forge. So nobody's really like hanging out near it because it's super hot. As you're sort of peering around this, you see the doors of that building open uh, and a, a cart rides out uh, and heads down that road and uh, out into the bog. Okay, so it's like a stable. Okay, I want to sneak back into the forest and just like, I don't know, sit there and watch the goblins and see what kind of operations, like who's going up into the tree and who's coming out and like are they carrying anything stuff like that yeah absolutely uh go ahead and roll one more stealth check to get back out oh no uh four plus two (laughs) it's a six okay uh goby did extremely well so he's going to uh give you some help uh go ahead and roll that with advantage okay Nat 20. Oh, shit. Damn, nice one, dude. Oh, my. Nice. Yeah. Gobi, uh, like, shifts your weight slightly to stop you from stepping on a stick. And then you just, like, you're like, oh, that's like, you know, your back was a little bit off. And now you're, like, so stealthy. You you brush out of there. uh, And you're actually able, uh, with that kind of roll, you and... Uh, Gobi are able to sort of hide in one of the trees right by the road and you are able to watch uh, sort of the goings on that's happening. Uh, I'm going to give you a much lower check for just give me perception. 11 plus 1 is 12. 12? All right. Well, luckily that was uh, you had a lowered check so that's perfectly uh, that's enough. (laughs) Um you you and Gobi sit there for a while, uh, and you start to get a sense of uh, some of the operations. Like I mentioned, it was sort of late in the evening, so this is obviously like more of the night shift, but you see that uh, things seem to be operating pretty regularly. You watch uh, that there is a, a schedule where uh, goblins rotate, uh, some of them heading off to their barracks, some of them heading into the uh, building on the right, some on the building on the left. Uh, You do see more carts come out of the building on the left. You see one time where a cart uh, goes back into that building that you don't recognize the goblins on there. It seems like they've traveled for a little while. Uh, On the right, you see these huge cranes that are lowering down uh, these loads that are coming down from the tree that you assume are uh, dew droplets. And you get... A pretty good sense of what's going on but something a couple things that stand out is that there is what looks like was a mine entrance at the bottom of the tree uh that is covered up by some sort of boulder uh and then the other thing that you notice just at the end you and Gobi have sort of been shifting back and forth to keep an eye on this and Gobi's sort of sitting back as you are peering out 
you see an orc, which is a bit of an unexpected sight after watching all of these goblins for so long. And you see them walking around with a... You see that they, they come into the bog... Uh, and they are greeted by someone who's come down the mother tree who is decked out in this uh, blue padded armor. Go ahead and roll an insight check. 19 plus 3. 22. Jesus um, Christ. Excellent. Yeah, you, your eyes are so keen. You see this goblin and you get the sense that this is the goblin in charge. This is the boss. He's uh, a little bit on the smallish size, even even for a goblin. And he greets this this orc with sort of a mixture of competitive hostility, but still being hospitable, hostile and hospitable. And you're able to catch up uh, a little bit of their conversation. Uh, roll a, a d20 to see just how much. Just straight up luck check. That's an 11. An 11? Okay. You hear this orc say that uh, essentially, they have news from the Stone Fist, um, and then you can't really make out what they say, but you hear the words Dask Sharp Flare, and the two of them head up all the way to this top building in the tree uh, that appears to be part of this goblin's office. Uh, and unfortunately, not able to make out anything else of what they speak of. They seem to be a little bit more secretive of this. Uh, don't want others overhearing, but you do uh, you do note that that happened. Huh. Well, I don't like this one bit, Gobi. Gobi sits up next to you and says, it does seem a bit intense. Let's go back and see what the boys have been up to. Think, dude. <laughs> um, Hell yeah, you, I like it. <laughs> you two begin on your way back. And let's head on over to see what uh, Koromith and Yevon have been up to. So Grana hands off with Gobi. Uh, you, I don't know, wave goodbye a little, and Bool turns to you and says, You are welcome to talk to my citizens. I will be here if you need anything. Uh, Bool, I, I actually would like your help in this matter. I, I believe it might be most efficient uh, if we could gather the townspeople, those uh, willing and, and at least certainly able into an area where I could speak to them all at once? Is that, uh, is that possible? Uh, you see that Bull, uh, after he said that, he was like starting to sit down and was like most of the way down and then he just sort of like, like uh, gets back up. Um, he's a pretty big guy, so it's a little bit strenuous, but he says, yes, of course. Uh, we don't have a way to announce it to everyone, of course, but we can have a village meeting here at the platform. Uh, if you don't mind, perhaps we should split up to knock on the doors to let everyone know of the meeting. Uh, excellent. I, I am amenable to that. Uh, Even, Kormith, can you not play a song that draws them out of their house? <laughs> I, I do not know that I could play loud enough, Koromith. It's, it's not necessarily a matter of whether or not I could play a most enticing tune. I naturally could do so. But, uh... Do you know any but, frog songs? Do I know any... Pardon? Frog songs? Frog songs? Hmm. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We love that song. Uh, can I actually make, um... I don't know what kind of... Would that be a history check? Or, um... Or, I, I don't know, maybe a performance check? check? What? Yeah. It would be a performance check still. 
Okay. Then I'm going to make a performance check to see if I do. Outlook is not great. Uh, that's an 11. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Most of the bullywogs uh, in no. the continent live in the north. You haven't spent a lot of time in the north. You spent a majority of your time in the south. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, no, I, I am afraid that I, I am not familiar with any frog songs or or songs of, of bullywog people, unfortunately. Damn. <laughs> So, in, in such a case, Cormith, uh, I believe it would be best for maybe the, the three of us, if you're willing to help Pool in this, uh, to split up and, and go door to door. Uh, please do not shout at the people, Cormith. They, they're fine what, with hearing. What's, I don't shout. I just don't. Unless it's, it's somebody who I'm going to kill, huh? <laughs> Could you perhaps whisper? <laughs> I... I don't... What? Is that a foreign word? I see. I see. Very well, um, then. <laughs> Bool says, uh, looks at you and says, Best of luck. I shall get started on the east side of town, and I will try to... Uh, and he looks at Cormith. Move quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, I guess I will I will uh, start on the west side then, and, and Cormith, perhaps you could start in the south. We have no choice. It seems the great sage has no song for this one. Alas. <laughs> Bull says, indeed, it has been a while since our village has encountered a song that truly slaps. And then he heads off to go <laughs> knock on doors. <laughs> uh, okay, then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off to the west, um, and I I think I'm going to. I don't know. I don't know what my best approach is. I, I kind of have like two ideas in mind. One is like I could go just door to door and ask as many people as I could, or I could like actually play a song and like go through the streets and try and draw like the people whose doors I pass out with a performance. Yeah, um, it's a it's your game. I think I'm gonna do that because I think that that's a, f a more fun option. You gonna um, uh, lay me down some of that sweet, sweet music before you actually roll? Yes. Oh, uh, <laughs> you chose well, a bard, my dude. I did. I did choose a bard. <laughs> so I think it's just gonna be like a. It'll be like I don't know some like simple like background like chords, and I'm gonna just You're gonna go around. You're gonna draw people out with background music. What? No, 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 no! Like, I'm like gonna, a whole music like, on a phone. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be like, you know, playing some like intricate melody, you uh, know, underneath I, in underneath like a, a summons, effectively, right? Like, I, I want something simple there to get people att people's attention, and then like, I'll just be uh, going through the streets singing something like, uh, "Come one, come all to the town square, we must meet, and there is good information for all." Go ahead and roll. It sounds the like a pyramid check. scheme. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and all roll right. the pyramid scheme. I well, let's see a pyramid scheme. That's a D four. <laughs> uh, well, that's a two, so it's a middle of the road pyramid schemes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, roll your performance check. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I oof, that's good. All right. 
Rolled a 16 plus 5 is 21. Damn, nice. Sweet. All right. Yeah, you sing your beautiful song uh, with uh, playing the chords from the girl from Ipanema. <laughs> and you... Um, There's good information. It's not a pyramid scheme. <laughs> I promise you just have to come to the square and listen to what I say. Go ahead and roll a 2d12. 2d12. That's how many people you'll attract. It's not guaranteed that all those people are going to sign up for the military. Sure. Fair enough. I got a, cool. I got a, I got 10. 10. All right. So 10 folks are going to show up from Eden's Convincing. I'm just going to roll this now to see what Bull brings in. Okay. Cormy, what's your strat? So I'm going to go to the south, and um, I am just going to – I'm not going to knock on any doors or anything, but I'm going to just walk down the street, booming, come to the town hall. Just going just gonna to walk as loud as I possibly can. I've had a little bit of experience being a dawn caller, so I can be a little loud. That's Rolling what I'm going to do. intimidation check? Um, okay, intimidation. What, what's that going to be? Okay. Ooh, ooh. Um, yeah, I got uh, an eleven. Yeah, not as good as I could have. Okay, roll a <laughs> roll a uh, d eight. All right, hang on. Uh, okay, here here's one. Uh, w- one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see a bunch. Of- <laughs> you walk down the street. Uh, what what exactly do you yell again? Me at the town square. <laughs> you see a bunch of people rush their children inside, uh, and there's like one elderly uh, bullywog who stands up and is like, "Oh, tell me, huh? Well, I'll check that out." All right. I mean, I'm not gonna recruit him, but he's welcome to come. <laughs> you never know. He's old. <laughs> okay. Maybe anyway. he owns a tank. No, that, it's that's not tank. true. There are no tanks in this world. Sorry. Yeah, oh, that would be. But there's tight. flying there. boats. Come on. Or are there? Oh. Mm, okay. 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 Um. So, you do your yelling and your songing, and Bull actually knocks on doors and talks to people. And after forty-five minutes or so, there are twenty-three people at the village platform. Okay. Wow. Bull got a lot of people. Yeah, I sure, I sure wasn't bringing them in. Um, so, Cormie, do you see the one old person is like wearing like sports paint, and it was like, yeah, town meeting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So now it's now it's like speech time. I want to give a speech, and I want to make it pretty dramatic. So I think I'm going to, like, lay down some, like, background dramatic music while I give this speech. Ooh. Um, I'm also looking for, like, I wanted to see if I had any, like, tools in my, like, things in my spellcasting or, like, abilities as a bard that would, like, really help me out here. And I don't think that I really do... Other than maybe being good at lying and having a couple cantrips. Um, okay. Um, so Hermes can give you the help action. Oh, to, to make a rousing speech to these people? 
Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, sure. Uh, yeah, I will. Uh, even tell them about yes. the glory they can take home to their ancestors. Tell them about the pride their family will feel when they come back from battle accomplished. Give them this information. This is what they need. All right, so now you have advantage. Cool. I will. Okay. So then uh, I'd also like to. Uh, I, so I want to start with some like dramatic music. Can I roll Ooh. a performance check for dramatic music? Mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. All right, that's a seven. That's not super great. Maybe we should have played the dramatic music before you rolled for it. Well, I, well, I mean, like, I want to be—I want to be fair to the game, right? The dice tell a story. I'm like, no, I've never given. I'm a saying in real like life. Oh, in real life. <laughs> I want to yeah. like, like a little bit of like, um, uh, what's what show is that? X Files? Is it X Files? Yep. What's the yep. one with Scully and Mulder? That's X Files. Yeah, hell yeah! Like the opening theme. Anyway. It didn't work out super well, but uh, now I would like to, uh, I'm going to use a cantrip to minor illusion a goblin on stage next to me. Ooh. Um, yeah, you could make a goblin, but it can't move and you can't touch it. And it it's like a move. Paper Mario goblin. There you go. Yeah, basically. <laughs> good, g- uh, good day. Good bullywogs of, of the boggy mists. I come to you today to request your help. The the Stone Fist goblins have taken from you the natural beauty of your home. The swamp is, the bog is protecting itself and that means it's in danger. These goblins have come to desecrate the mother tree and steal all her magic. Today I ask of you to join me to fight these despicable creatures, and I like I, I'm gonna like kick the the like paper <laughs> goblin over so it falls like oh. flat on the stage. Damn, dude! Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, that goblin. And to fight for your home, to take back the natural beauty and restore <laughs> the swamp to the mother tree. First, roll me a performance check to kick the goblin. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You had to. All right, that's a 19, though. Uh, A 19? Okay, yeah. You, In fact, it's kind of humid because this is a bog. You just kick right through it. The paper sort of, like, disintegrates and falls to the ground. Uh, And they're like, ooh. Now go ahead and roll a persuasion check with advantage. Oh, I got a nat 20. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) So here's what happens. Bull introduces you. He says some things in the bullywog language, which you don't understand, and it's just like. <laughs> and then you make your speech and you kick down probably. the goblin, uh, and there's a moment of stunned silence. And you see actually a couple of doors open up uh, in the background, and some folks who are just sort of like listening from their homes, like peek out, and then they all start to cheer. Uh, and they, you know, they're going, take back croak Ratoy, take back croak Ratoy, take back croak Ratoy, and they cheer. And you can have 25 bullywogs. Whoa! Oh, shit. Nice job, dog. Fuck yeah. All right. Sweet. 25 of these bad boys. Use them up. Use them up? <laughs> Let them all crap. Let them all go to slaughter, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better than, than us. <laughs> I'm just playing. Frog got it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Grana and Gobi walk into this scene of this 
cheering village getting ready to fight for their bog. Ah, oh, Gr Grana and and Gobi, please. I have recruited these these wonderful people. Come up to the stage and tell us what we're up against. Well done. Okay. Oh, <laughs> hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> we are. I'm not going to be coy about this. We are in for a very big battle here. Bull said earlier there's maybe 20. I would estimate there's a lot more than that. The goblins seem to work in shifts. So if we could get them at a time when they're, I don't know, changing over or something, that might be a good time. They are probably not expecting a big rush or maybe i don't know in the middle of the night would be good too because then there'll be many of them sleeping actually yeah yeah in the middle of the night would probably be best when we can catch them off guard you know half of them sleeping yeah i'll crush them in their sleep yeah um the middle of the night's good i don't like a lot thank you thank you okay good um there seems to be one goblin in charge uh he was dressed all up in like purples and blues and he he was very obviously the leader the three of you go ahead and roll a history check all right hang on one sec all right here we go purples and blues like i like he's got like robes on but it was like armor when you described it uh i got <laughs> i got a nat 20 <laughs> yeah, oh, okay shit. well everybody's fucking rolling great and i got an eight whatever Grana, uh, since you've obviously had the time to see this, you don't necessarily know this, but you essentially rolled to see if um, somebody else would tell you. Gobi says, Isbit, leader of the Krokratoi goblins. All right. Gobi, what do you know about Isbit? Only that he is the current leader of the Krokratoi goblins, and word has it that he has been in charge for a long time for someone in his treacherous position. Uh, and you get the sense sort of, uh, essentially, uh, Isbit, uh, Gobi says a few more things, but the uh, gist that you understand is that Isbit is the leader of the Krokratoi goblins uh, as far as, uh, he's one of the higher-ups of the Stone Fist, uh, sort of the way that Dask was. It's not super common that all of these leaders live a super long time because they are part of like a really brutal organization but isbit has been around for surprisingly long especially for a goblin who don't have super long lives so he's pretty tough okay there you have it folks and um uh there was also an orc who came to visit and i don't know who they are an orc and i did not expect to see an orc among goblins Oh, a little bit of a racist undertone there, huh? <laughs> no, it was just, just everyone's a goblin. <laughs> I was going to say it's not like a colloquialism, like an orc among goblins. <laughs> 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 no, I was the one who said it was weird in the first place. Uh, I'm just kidding. You shit. Um, <laughs> oh, thanks. So one of the Oliwag goes, so what's, what's the plan? Should we, should we get ready? Should we... Are we going tonight? What are we doing? My name is Millhouse the Bullywog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for your questions, Millhouse. I propose that we don't go uh, tonight, but tomorrow night. We organize our supplies. We arm our generous volunteers. Get into position. Uh, 
tomorrow evening and strike once all of the goblins have gone to sleep during the changing of the guard. And we must train! Exactly. Koromith, I believe that you are the most skilled in battle here. I would like I to believe you're right. You, I would like to appoint you quartermaster and trainer for all of these uh, fine bullywug. I was already planning on it. Excellent. Please see to it that they are armed and trained uh, at least a little by tomorrow evening. Absolutely. But let's get down to business to defeat the crocodile. Okay. So just to sort of get everyone on the same page, what is uh, exactly your plan? Are you going to swarm in with all these bullywogs? Are you going to split them up? Are you going to try and like infiltrate and surprise other option? There are so many other options. What do you want to do? Well, I definitely want to train them as a unit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I want to train them as a unit. We're going to go through drills with weapons. Get that screw yeah. out. I'll have us uh, roll to see how well that goes uh, after this, but just to get an okay. idea of, uh, you know, yeah, because these are all just like villagers. They're not like warriors. So you'll essentially train them up from being bullywog villager to bullywog. Yay! <laughs> uh, if you do well. But what's the what's the plan? What are you going to have them do? Uh, to train them up. Uh, we uh, are during we... the during the attack. Gotcha. Can we can we have can we say that like Grana drew us up like a a picture of what mm-hmm. she saw? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll say it's okay. basically the image that you have. <laughs> okay, it's okay. There are two sets of what looks like maybe four buildings, and then like a large building off to the left is that right yeah so the the eight white buildings are barracks which is where Mm -hmm. they sleep okay Uh, the building far to the left is a blacksmith and there's a building like kind of inset just to the right of that in the tree like a i i suspect it's a stable because a bunch of carts kept coming in and out of it Okay. I do want to point out too, uh, it's pretty heavily obscured by fog, but there is uh, there is a building halfway up the tree and a building up at the top of the tree, and then there's like a mine entrance at the top of the tree. Okay. So one that's halfway up is super obscured by fog. Yeah, yeah, it is. So we need to figure out like how we can effectively hit them. Like, will killing the leader be enough, or I don't know. Is there something in the tree that we should obtain so that they will leave or something like that? As the five of you, Kormitz, Yvan, Grana, Fool, and Gobi are planning, you see a light and you hear some of the bullywogs start talking and the dryad who you saw before uh, walks out of the woods and says, what is the plan? I don't know. <laughs> what? Uh, well, essentially that's just, she's going to join you. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. All right. Gotcha. Um, and she says, you will need to free the tree from all of the goblins. They are bringing in their demonic presence. And she sort of like makes a line on the map of where they are going in and out of the trees with her finger. Uh, and she says, if any of this influence remains, the tree will continue to be sick. I see. So we have to so kill our, uh, So I guess in terms of like, uh, I guess a little bit of meta play like if you saw this as a quest pop up right like this would be eliminate all goblins 
Yep. Yeah. So like if you as long as you get them to leave the mother tree in some way or another, uh, then that'll count. I'll, what I'll say just from sort of like a game mechanics perspective, there are like a few different things you're going to have to do. It's not just like kill all the goblins or scare away all the goblins or bribe all the goblins or whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, There's like four different things you need to do in order to restore this tree. Um, But this is the only one that you're uh, aware of at this point because you haven't really seen any of the other indicators. Okay. Uh, Then, well, so uh, given that information, I believe that our best bet will be to strike the most important buildings and people as fast as possible. So the first, perhaps the first place we should uh, we should strike is is the blacksmith, and then I believe we should attempt to work our way up the tree as fast as possible. A position of of higher ground, I believe, is slightly more defensible. Do you agree, Cormith? Grana, did you see a choke point? Anywhere we can gather them and slaughter them. Uh, Grana, go ahead and roll a an investigation check. We'll say you're investigating your memory. Okay. <laughs> oh no, that's a three plus two. God damn it, Grana. Okay, I'll have I'll have Gobi and the Dryad roll. They didn't do so hot either. Uh, Gobi rolled. God damn it, Grana. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Dryad says. They have instituted their own roads that they use to find their way in and out of the bog. It might not change the number that are in town, but perhaps if we disrupted the road, we would prevent any further from coming in. We could we could block the road or make it uneven terrain so they escape slower, perhaps. Excellent idea. And then we take Yvonne's idea. We strike hard and fast. But Cormeth, remember, we don't need to kill them all. We just need to make them leave. This plane, by killing them. <laughs> oh. uh, Once so you talk, you... you just can't stop. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Goblin killer. So are you all going to bring the Bullywogs with you into the blacksmith? I or are think... you sending them in on a different direction? I, I agree with even that we should go into the blacksmith first and see if we can like get any weapons there and you know mm. take take down the big guy one of the big guys first because we don't know if they're going to be able to hit us hard later so I think we can use that debris to block up the road an excellent idea so we are agreed then that uh, I believe it would be best for us to uh, perhaps strike with our full force at the blacksmith first, then divvy up uh, some responsibility to the the villagers to disrupt the the road and uh, make that a defensible position. And then uh, the remainder of us can strike as quickly as possible in uh, the remaining focal points being their their leader and I guess uh, whatever we find in the mine at the entrance of the top of the tree. Excellent. Sounds pretty good to me. Although we don't need the whole village coming into the blacksmith with us. (laughs) We could have many of them hang back so we don't draw too much attention to ourselves. 
Well, then you and Even are in a disagreement because Even's saying we take the whole force with us. Like, we're rolling fucking balls deep. I personally think it would be best uh, to take an, a sort of overwhelm approach. Perhaps the blacksmith will be empty uh, at, the, at, at, at a late hour of the night, in which case we can simply uh, raid it. And if we have our entire force with us, we can distribute the tools to all the villagers immediately and send them off to uh, to defend uh, and disrupt the uh, entrance to the camp. Yeah, I mean, that's why I was thinking we should let them stay back a bit because they won't all have weapons right away. So, like, the ones without weapons, they can stay in the forest or something. And then once then the I, I guess this is cleared. Sure. This becomes a question to Bull. What kind of resources do you have in terms of weapons to arm the villagers now? Someone go ahead and roll a luck check. Not me. I'll do it. It's a 12. A 12? Okay. Bull says, well, we have enough to lightly outfit about half of our bullywogs. We're not uh, militant people generally, but we do have, you know, some supplies that we keep uh, in the closet outside the hall of the ancient. Joyous oh, as no, they no, may no. be, I believe that uh, <laughs> we should take the most skilled warriors as appraised by Koromith into the smithy with us. The rest can can hang back until we can arm them and then they can uh, they can continue on. Does that plan sound agreeable to everyone? Yes, that sounds good to me. I've had time to evaluate them. Yes, it does. I'm assuming I've evaluated them. You have not yet. Um, well, I, I was, uh, okay, I guess I guess let me put it a different way. I guess I could kind of get an idea like through running drills. Oh, I guess have, we haven't run drills, though, have we? Right. Not yet. All right, never mind. All right, I will evaluate them. Yeah. <laughs> As I said. Okay, so you all break. Uh, during the next day, Cormie, you round up the volunteers and tell me about these drills that they're going to go through. So I'm going to line them up. Uh, two, two, uh, no, let's see, we got what, 25? Five ranks of five. And I'm going to run them through sword drills where they're bringing the sword down to split a skull. They're bringing the sword to the side to bisect a body. And they're ramming the sword forward to stab them in the chest. So I'm going to be going up and down while they're doing these drills. I'm going to go up and down the ranks, like straightening them out, helping them on form, you know, that kind of stuff. Okay, go ahead and I'm going to say roll survival. Okay. Because you're uh, teaching okay. folks how to fight. Okay, sure. Actually, sorry, roll athletics. Athletics? Okay, even better. Uh, that's a, just a 20. Okay. Okay. Um, with the exception of maybe like five of these bullywogs, all of them learn this shit real quick. Um, some of them... Uh, you've got like 10 uh, of them who learn it like extremely well. Like they're doing, like this is completely natural for them. Cool. You right. know, it's mating season. They're angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. They're horngry. Oh. So essentially those 10 are going to be able to be armed uh, before you raid the... Uh, right. The, yeah. Cool. The jigger. Yeah. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm pretty satisfied with that. I... You know, I can't think of anything else to do here myself. Yeah, I, I think that uh, probably our, our next step here is to wait until midnight and yeah, or and then just uh, get everybody out there, wait for the changing of the guard, and then fuck them fuck right up. Hell yeah, I'm ready to fuck them right up. 
So it is the night of the attack. Is there anything that you all did before now uh, to prepare yourself? <clears throat> um, I mean, I'm going to, you know, strap on uh, Promise's armor, you know, make sure it's like nice and tight, feeling good. Um, I'm going to sharpen my sword because a sharp sword is the best thing to go into combat with. So I'm going to like kind of work the edge on that bad boy, make sure it's like razor sharp. And I'm going to tell the troops, remember your training. This could be the best night of your life. Grana, what do you do? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you can just say like rest and practice. I just, I just like practice my spells and shit like that. <laughs> Did some cool like knife tricks. Oh, damn, I didn't know Grana knew knife tricks. What the hell? She doesn't, but she was practicing some. <laughs> Roll a performance check just real quick for me. Uh-oh. Uh, seven plus two. Well. This is okay. okay. They're coming along. Maybe uh, keep practicing. You know, at some point, Gobi sees you, and he just hands you, like, a, a stick in the shape of a knife, and is like, maybe for practice, you <laughs> use this. Really quick, just because I didn't do anything, I'm assuming we had a long rest in the night from yes. the... Pre- okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to um, cover that as soon as I was done with Yeven oh, asking Yeven what he did. Sorry. I don't I don't really know. I'm not really like a I don't I don't think that Yeven is like really religious, but I kind of have this sense that like this is a pretty religious or like spiritual like place. There's a lot of magic just kind of suffusing the bog and I did have some pretty strange experiences earlier that kind of sent me back to my past shook me up a little bit so maybe uh you know maybe i'll do a quick uh maybe a quick little uh, little prayer um, Ooh, all right. go ahead and uh roll a religion check oh that's a 17 plus 3 Ooh, 20. man look at nice. you such a plus to religion wow uh okay yeah uh even you uh sort of uh, walk off a little bit, sort of taking a, a bit of a, a stroll around the village. Obviously, not going too far since you don't want to get lost in the bog. But you, uh, you find a private little secluded area in the trees uh, that's near the village, and you say a, a little prayer. And you sort of notice, uh, you feel like somebody's sort of keeping an eye on you, and uh, you look and see the the dryad is is uh, near you, and she says, "I too find this a very." It's a place to reconnect. Have you been to the bog before? I I don't believe that I have. She nods and she she sort of puts her hand over yours and she like points your hand towards a knot in the tree in front of you and a flower blooms there. And she says, even if you have not been in the bog, this bog is connected with the world and these trees hold memories, so if you put kindness into this bog, it will remember you. No, she says that, and then she she leads you be to uh, resume your solitude. You do feel sort of like this this presence in the bog. Grana is definitely gonna go uh, also pray. I mean, she is a druid, so that's her. Then the dryad's probably also gonna find you just uh, before you get to the prayer spot. Um, or a different prayer spot, probably. Uh, and she says, you are a druid, correct? Correct, yes. Uh, and she nods and she says, 
I sense that you had some sort of connection with this bog. Are you from uh, a different wood? Yes, I'm from the Adabel Woodlands in the southwest. Um, my uh, my brother Elrys studied here for a while, and I I'm trying to follow in his footsteps and uh, help my people. Uh, yeah, when you uh, when you mention the blooming Adabel, you see these uh, beautiful blue stalked flowers bloom in her hair and you recognize them as a flower that only grows in your forest uh, and when you mention Elrys they, they wilt a little and she says yes the the bog remembers Elrys we are connected our two our two forests if you find happiness or sadness in one you will be able to find it in another be sure to use your strength as a druid here you are connected just as i am to this this wood uh and she hands you one of the uh blooming eye bell flowers and uh heads off uh go ahead and make your prayer and your religion check nine plus two eleven uh you can do it with advantage because you're a druid not a bog nice well that's a 10 plus two is a 12. <laughs> oh well that makes a big difference I know. um God parts the clouds. Um, <laughs> Moses, like, rolling the levees, like, shit. He rolls the 12 and the fucking sea parts. He's like, fuck yeah, I knew it. He's like, wait, advantage. Roll 13. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, Grana, you don't necessarily have a particularly uh, spiritual experience, but while you are praying and holding this blooming eyeball flower you feel a little bit more connected to home and you you feel a, a little bit more refreshed maybe uh mentally than you did before all right uh everybody go ahead and give me a, a long rest all right Ready? can do We rejoin the party uh, who have gathered in the Bullywog Village along with the Bullywog Villagers, uh, and you are heading off towards the Mother Tree. Uh, as you approach uh, Yevon and Koramith, you catch a sight of this tree. Yevon, you're just sort of blown away because this is the biggest fucking tree you've ever seen in your goddamn life. Oh, God, and the wind is so strong. Uh, Koramith, you have seen the mother tree before in your vision of Promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was smaller then. Um, oh, it's been interesting. A long okay. Promise was uh, like out in the world. Um, so the mother tree is, is even bigger than when you saw it, but you're not quite as surprised because you knew it was a big ass tree before. Okay, yeah. So you are uh, just outside the goblin encampment, and I will let you all take it from here. All right, everyone. We wait until the changing of the guard, and then on our mark, we charge the smithy. Does everyone understand? We we should take a slightly more stealthy approach, I think. Don't just charge in. If we stay quiet and sneak up, we might be able to get closer before anybody may or may not notice us. <laughs> exactly. However, we are, we are at this point a group of uh, at least, what is it, 15 of us? Heading towards the smithy all at once, while the while the remaining ten stay behind to uh, to wait for. Uh, I think it was the other way around. I think I have ten people with me, 
or the, that I brought from training. Right, but it's ten plus the three of us plus the dryad plus oh, Gobi. Yeah, right? thanks. Yeah, thanks. So that's, I think that's fifteen. Uh, and there should be fifteen remaining because we have twenty-five mollywogs. Oh shit! All right. Mm-hmm. You'll have a little militia. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's that's pretty damn good. All right. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, okay. Well, I I certainly agree that uh, a stealthier approach, um, if manageable, is certainly the better option. Although. I don't really. I guess the bullywogs are are not really the concern here. This is their home territory, and I'm sure that they can move through it with uh, with uh, very little uh, problem. However, I am worried about my own clumsiness. I tend to uh, not be so good at these things, but I'll do my best. Kobe uh, places his hand on your shoulder and says, "I will help you," and he'll he'll essentially give you the help action because Kobe has pretty good stealth. Sweet, sweet. Okay. Damn, nice one. <clears throat> okay, let me figure out how many die I have to roll. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, do you want to sneak out there? Uh, Yeah, I think once the changing of the guard starts to happen, we start sneaking. Yep. All right, yeah, as you all are sort of crouching in the shadows of this bog, uh, and you see that there's sort of a, a quiet rotation of the guards as some of the goblins... Uh, come out of the barracks, stretching, reaching, uh, and then heading over to the tree uh, as another group begins to uh, leave the tree and uh, head into the barracks to rest. Okay, so I guess we will uh, stealth over to the blacksmith. Or the, yeah, the blacksmith, excuse me. And uh, <laughs> that, try, to see, try to see if anyone's still in there. Go ahead and roll stealth. And this armor gives me disadvantage. I just rolled a two plus two. Uh, I got a six and a 13, so a six. Um, so I get eight stealth. I got a six and a four. So I have to take that six plus two is an eight. Okay, so you see the changing of the guard, the dryad, and Gobi uh, slink off like they are made of shadow. Uh, and you are. three and the bullywogs loudly flipper flop <laughs> towards the blacksmith. <laughs> I have not yet rolled for the goblins to see if they notice, so let's hope they do bad. As you all are making your way through here, uh, you see that there are all these goblins, you know, some of them are sort of stopping and talking outside of these barracks, and you all are just sort of like squelching in this bog muck but the goblins are pretty sleepy and they they don't particularly notice and you are somehow able to sneak into this blacksmith (laughs) these goblins rolled so bad y'all what the (laughs) holy shit oh my god i was like on the edge of my seat i was like oh god oh god oh god (laughs) (laughs) i got a three (laughs) (laughs) jesus yeah, y'all are fucking lucky. You were about to get swarmed. Yeah, well, <laughs> shit. I actually like went back in my browser because I'm like, oh, better get ready to set this up. Yeah, I'd like to roll an investigation check of the of the smith. Okay, go ahead. Ooh, I rolled a nineteen plus three. Yeah, three. So that's a twenty-two. Yeah. Again, the goblins kind of rolled poorly here. So when you look inside, you see that there is one goblin who's sort of like late night shift, like moving shit around and like cleaning up. And you see that the blacksmith is sort of like uh, resting in the corner, uh, sort of like dozing. 
Ah, uh, but there aren't any other goblins in here. There could have been a fuck ton of goblins, but roll a fucking Ooh. one. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, do y'all want to roll initiative? Are you going to jump in there, or what do you want to um, do? I was, so I'm going to signal to the rest to get down and do that I thing, too, that way. Um, I'm assuming, do we all see these, or does just Yvonne? Sorry, I should ask. Um, Yvonne can tell y'all if he wants. Even what your half elves I see. <laughs> <laughs> I see I see only two goblins. There's there's the blacksmith and uh just just one guard. They're both uh it looks like they're both pretty tired. The blacksmith is dozing and uh, the other goblin is just sort of uh I don't know, kind of fidgeting around. It looks like he's just uh, poking at shit, pretty bored. I say we uh try and get the uh get the drop on them. Uh, take them with a couple surprise attacks and uh, see if we can't uh, quickly dispatch of them and then uh, loot uh, whatever weapons and, and armor we can find here. I'm going to give a fist pump. I like it. Let's do it. I would like to try to sneak over to the blacksmith and cover his mouth and stab him through the throat. Okay, so you're going to have to roll a few things. Sure. First, you're going to have to... Tell me how you're getting inside. Uh, right now, you're behind the building. The door okay. to this blacksmith is around the front. You know, obviously, where the rest of the village could come in without going behind a building that's out of line of sight. So you're looking in like a window. So you have to tell me. I was going to say, can I, yeah, can I see any windows that are maybe big enough to like, you know, fit my heft through? Yeah. No, oh, damn it. These are like you could get through a window. Seven ten. Um, yeah. You would have. You would you would get a little bit of a minus to your stealth because it would not be a comfortable fit. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's, just, it's definitely not something like someone has to squeeze through. Yeah. Um, all right. So then, um, and, and, and uh, I guess I'm just going on even, so I don't really know what this dude is. Um, he's just snoozing. Uh, I'm uh, going to say that if he even sort of told you about it, I'm going to assume that he sort of like pointed things out a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll recon that I did that. Okay, is, is there, is, like, is this dude anywhere, like, near a window? Like, you know, maybe somewhere where, like, a sword can reach through and end him? You know, kind of, like, in that range. So, there's a, so to give you an idea of this building's layout, there's the west side and the east side. On the uh, west and east side, there's no windows. Y'all are on the north side, where there's a, a bunch of rows of windows. Uh, there's a bunch of rows of windows and a door on the uh, south side. Okay. He is over in the west side, uh, on the opposite side of the forge, where there's not necessarily like an immediate window, but you, you know, you could get like perpendicular to him. I have an idea to get in there and get him real quick. I can wild shape. I could take the form of a snake and slither through into one of these windows. I, sorry, I should double check. Are there any open windows to this blacksmith? I would certainly hope so. For ventilation reasons, you know, you don't want to yeah. <laughs> get yeah. stuffed up in there. Don't want to steal that um, match without yeah, OSHA's there's, approval. There's like windows that open from the bottom, so they're like tilted out. You do see... Uh, Gobi gives you a little bit of an odd look. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but Gobi is a uh, Yuan Ti, which is a snake person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think like, well, if we want to slither, I could take care of that without a spell slot. Well, it's not a spell slot. I can just naturally do that twice per short rest. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, still same same thing. <laughs> well, 
If if Gobi can literally slither, then he can do it, I guess. <laughs> Gobi, can you oh, can you slither through and open the door? Well, the door. Uh, so the door on the other side is open. Like they keep oh. the door open. That's most of their oh. ventilation. Uh, it's just oh, like yeah. on the side that the rest of the town is on. So like you'd have to make another stealth check to walk in the front door. Yeah, <laughs> because sure. Because you'd have to like go around uh, where everybody is uh, instead of hiding behind the building. Um, and that's the only door, right? That's the only door. Okay, okay. Uh, you also have a bunch of bullywogs who are like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Ooh. Hey, I think we could contribute as well. Hold tight. Hold tight. Discipline. Remember the training. I just want a wild shape. I have a wild shape. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to wild shape into a giant poisonous snake. A giant snake? Well, it's <laughs> like... <laughs> Okay, okay. Listen to 30 feet long, extremely poisonous, bright purple snake. There's like no options that are not giant on this list I'm looking at. Oh my god. I mean, I I get that, but Gobi looks hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Gobi, you fucking chump. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wild shape into a poisonous snake. It says giant poison snake on this thing, but take it or leave it, I guess. I, I believe that makes you a, a medium-sized creature still, uh, so you're not, like, bigger than the building or anything. Uh, no. You're just really, really big. You're just a big snake, yeah. And, and so you through the window very well? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> that would suck. Please. Can you imagine if I was like, oh, you wild-shaped into a snake, uh, even though Gobi said he could do it? Well, all the windows are too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would suck. <laughs> Uh, when okay. she when she bites the blacksmith, I'd like to shoot the other uh, goblin in there with my crossbow. Okay, we're not uh, there we're yet. I have to do a stealth check first. Yes. Let's see. Eight. It's a four plus four. Oh, great! The ever elusive mm. Grana. <laughs> Please stop being mean to me. <laughs> well, I mean, it would be unwise of me since you're a giant poisonous snake right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> you slither in through what you think is sort of like a pane that's missing in this window, but it's actually just like there was actually just like a very thin piece of glass. So that like shatters as you make your way in uh, and you stop for a moment. But you notice that just as you were doing that, the goblin who's cleaning up, like dumped a bunch of loud metal objects on the floor to like go oh. forward them later and doesn't fucking notice you because you one. <laughs> Why does this always happen? Anytime I want to make something hard, all of a sudden <laughs> I turn to shit. I hey, hate I'm happy. Okay, I'm happy. <laughs> Roll a two and he has a minus one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, mean, right. I am happy to not get killed by somebody. Like I almost did those cart jack and what goblins or whatever it was. Yeah, that was funny. Um, okay, uh, you will get a surprise round on these goblins, which means you'll almost certainly kill them because. If the 15 of you can't kill these two goblins in one yeah, game, really sad. Yeah. you're gonna die. <laughs> okay. So surprise round, you can just sort of like go and you say, although obviously we're gonna start with Brana, and let me know what you want to start with. I'm just gonna go for the big blacksmith guy and uh, like bite him in the neck. Hell yeah. Or 
as close to his heart so he can die as quick as possible. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll to attack. Nine. That does not hit. Your teeth bang against this sort of like uh, neck guard that this blacksmith is wearing that looks like it's sort of like supporting him up and he like sort of like starts awake, uh, but it is not his turn yet. Whoever wants to go can go. Otherwise, I can make the bullywogs or build. Yeah, I, try go. As, as she bites the or tries to bite the blacksmith, I want to shoot the other goblin with my crossbow. Okay, go ahead and roll a hit. That's uh, 14 plus 3 is 17. That hits. Sweet. Uh, nice. I do 7 damage. You exactly kill this goblin. Nice, <laughs> dude. Good hit. It's like right through the base of his, right through the base of his neck. I just like put a poisoned arrow right there, and he just like slumps over. Yeah. So as uh, Granite's teeth sort of like ricochet off of this metal plate, and you hear this tongue, even in the window, uh, take up a steady aim and just boom, right into the back of this thing's neck. Uh, it breaks. Poison seeps in, uh, and it falls to the ground dead. Gobi is going to rush in at this point uh, and is going to make a couple of attacks against this blacksmith. Both of them are going to hit, and that is going to be... Ooh, damn, Gobi. Um, (laughs) 17 damage to this blacksmith, which kills it. Oh, shit, all right. Sick. Yeah, Gobi, uh, Gobi rolled about as well as he could. <laughs> Damn, dude, Gobi's fucking pimp. All right, since they're <laughs> both like dead. Just like that, you conquered the blacksmith. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I want to like, roll cool. an investigation <laughs> check to like look around for all kinds of like weapons and armor and see what we find. Yeah, go ahead and roll for that. I got a nat 20. Holy shit. God all right. Damn, dude. Roll me a d12. Here is one d12 coming in hot. Boom. That's a three. That sucks. All right. Well, you find find three different items. Um, You can tell me uh, if you're looking for weapons, items, or armor, uh, or what have you. I mean, I think I want to look for weapons to try and outfit the remaining bullywugs. Sure. Uh, You find a hand axe, uh, a sling, and a flail. All right. I I give them to Koromith and say... Uh, give these to the, uh, the most skilled of the remaining, uh, unarmed bullywugs. I can do that. Um, do either of you want to do anything else? I want to pat down the blacksmith, see if he's got anything on him. Like, you know, yeah, potion, yeah. gold, something. Uh, uh investigation. All right. Oh, God. <clears throat> um, well, that's not gonna be good. Uh, let's see. This could be a puzzle here. Nine? Nine. Uh, a nine... You find, you find like a little tiny potion. It looks like sort of like one of those things to like, it's almost like a caffeine potion. Uh, that'll give you 1d4 health. Okay. Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Yeah. Could be the difference between life and death. Exactly. Or yeah, staying that. awake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to take that as my turn. I'm going to assume he even has done, you know, his job in finding some weapons. Um, I'm going to come out of my wild shape. And yeah, look for armor that would fit the bullywugs. All right. Oh, good. Good 18 plus two. So 20. Damn. Nice. All right. Give me uh, one. uh, Roll a a D8. Four. Four. Okay. Yeah. You find four little suits of armor. That'll give them all uh, plus two. Aw. Oh. (laughs) They got little cute armors. 
looks so cute. I mean, mine gives me a plus two, so I can't. I mean, it's like it takes me to eighteen from sixteen, so I can't say anything. The yeah. Bolly Boys. Bolly Boys. The Bolly Boys. <laughs> that's what sounds I'm like a terrible movie produced by Bollywood. Well, that's yes. that's what Cormeth is calling them, the Bolly Boys. I mean, that's technically B U L L Y, which would be the Bully Boys. The Bully Boys sound a little bit like Caesar Roosevelt's. I still like <laughs> Bully. Bully Boys. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Grandpa Gag says, "Boys." I'm gonna give him a fist pump because he deserves <laughs> yeah, a fist he's pump. He's gonna roll to fist pump. Uh, that's a 16 to fist pump for uh, Oh, dude, he's got a good-ass fist pump. Dude, I think Gramps has got the moves. Make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Old. <laughs> um, okay. I think our, our next action should be to like send the other like the other 15 bullywugs off to like block the road. Okay. And then the rest of us Ooh. can start moving further into the camp. Like I'm, so it's oh man, I, I'm kind of. So here's what I'm thinking. Like, and and uh, let me ask you. Like, I'm looking at the map, and I'm seeing these four, these four kind of. Uh, I think you said they're barracks. Well, I guess I, I yeah, uh, yeah uh, Grana told us they're barracks. So I'm seeing these four barracks, and that's on the way to the road. So I see these barracks in between us and the road. I mean, they could go through the bog to get to the road. They don't have to like take the shortest path if you don't want them to. I mean, it would certainly be faster. What if we split them up into teams of five and we sent five to each of those buildings that we see on the way to the road and then we block off the road? Works for me. That sounds good. I can lead a team. Uh, Okay. So I'm I'm going to pick five of the Bowie boys and I'm going to, we're going to go to the, just the nearest uh, barracks and uh, try to lay waste. Okay. Uh, I'll let you do this. Uh, Roll me a D12. A D12. That is a nine. All right. You find nine goblins inside that first uh, that first barrack, and you took five bullywogs with you? Yes. Uh, roll your initiative. Fourteen. Sweet. Uh, these bullywogs rush ahead of you. Geg <laughs> is in the lead. Uh, old Grandpa Geg. Oh, yeah. Uh, All right. I don't really respect old people, but that's a call. Oh, shit. He crapped. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, bro! Holy shit, Gag! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Gag just, like, fucking spears into this goddamn goblin uh, and does seven damage, which kills this goblin. Oh, shit. (laughs) Kills a goblin immediately. Hell yeah! Uh, you see the others are impressed, but they, uh, they're all gonna run in. Uh, another one of them crits and is able to hit twice. That's gonna be... Ooh, their crit was terrible. But they managed to still take out another goblin. Hell yeah, alright. So, uh, we're down to what, ten? No, not twelve, nine. So we're down to seven. Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Then we have another fucking crit, holy shit! Damn, dude, I got the bully squad, dude! Yeah! Yeah, you see, see Millhouse the bully one just like stab into another one of these motherfuckers, almost killing them, but not quite. Everything's oh. coming up, Millhouse. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then one rolled two critical failures. <laughs> oh no! You see one bullywog like goes to like and just like falls flat on their fucking face and digs their hand axes into the ground. <laughs> Koromit, that's your turn. There are there are now seven goblins left. One of them uh, looks pretty hurt. One of them looks just about dead, and the rest of them have not been hit yet. All right, um, I'm just going to lock onto one of them that hasn't been hit yet, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to throw that javelin, baby. All right, throw it. Uh, that's going to be an 18 to hit? Wait, what do, what do I Okay, uh, 1d6 plus 3. Um, it's going to be a 5. Five. Okay, this goblin's looking pretty hurt, but it's still up. And then uh, the goblins are going to start attacking. <clears throat> so this first one is going to go after a bullywog with their scimitar. They definitely hit. Oh. Uh, and ooh, do eight damage to one of your bullywogs. It's not one that you really know the name of, but they are—they look really, really fucked up. Oh shit. Is going to take their action to hide. The one that you just hit uh, is going to try and hit back at you. Uh, 15 to hit? No. Alright, misses. Thanks to that. Yep, yep. It bounces off of your beautiful armor of promies. <laughs> uh, one of these goblins is going to go after Grandpa Geg uh, and make it a 21 to hit. Oh, Geg, no! But they only do 3 damage, so uh, oh, okay. I mean, Greg doesn't Gag didn't like that. Don't get nope. me wrong, but uh, you know, Grandpa Gag goes into a rage. <laughs> Grandpa Gag goes into a rage. Yes. <laughs> one is going to attack Millhouse and gets a critical fucking failure. Uh, one is going to attack the one that failed on the ground, so they have advantage, uh, and they hit. So they do four damage to the one that fell on their face. Oh, no. And then the other goblin is going to notice that and is going to also hit that bullywog. Ooh, yep. and hits much harder. And you see them just, like, slice off the head of this bullywog that fell to the ground. Down to four. That is going to be uh, Grandpa Geg, who is enraged at this. Uh, and he oh, oh. says, We were acquaintances! <laughs> uh, and he's going to stab into that one. Hits. He's going, ooh, going to do uh, five damage on his first attack there, and then he's going to try and bite him. Oh! Uh, but he, he misses. He just sort of gums him. He's like, I don't have as strong of the teeth anymore. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the, the really hurt one is going to go. Uh, they're going to attack um, this one that Geg hurt uh, and definitely hits and kills that one off. Uh, and then is going to try and bite the one that started attacking them and hits and does three damage to that one. Uh, next Bullywog is going to go. This is Millhouse, who does a critical failure. No! Uh, rolls a three for their his bite attack. The next, next Bullywog is going to go. The last one is going to go after the one that looks like it's about to die and hits, kills it. All right. Uh, and then goes after the other one that looks super hurt and does not quite hit that one. Just barely dodges. Uh, the All goblin right. barely dodges that. Uh, and then that is back to Koromith to describe uh, what the situation looks like now. You've got one goblin at half health, 
one that looks like it's ready to die, and two that are unhurt, and sorry, one more that is at half health that uh, killed the one on the ground. Okay. Um, the uh, dude that Millhouse went after and fell, or like, you know, just didn't, nothing happened. Uh, which one is that? Uh, one of the full health. Okay, that's the one I'm going after, because Millhouse isn't looking good. He's not in a tactical spot, so I'm going to go after him. With morning cut or with uh, yeah morning cutter, uh, I'm gonna go for a stab. Like see if I can ram this straight through. This is gonna be god damn it an eight to hit. Uh, that does not hit. Yeah. So that's gonna be the goblins. Uh, I got a the... plus five. No, sorry, plus six. No, plus five. Yeah, so eight to hit. Fuck ass. Really? God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> um. So this first goblin's gonna go. Uh, this is one at half health. It is going to try and scimitar old Geg. Just barely misses. Uh, Geg dodges out of the way. This one that is dying is going to try and stab into the back of Koromith. Uh, that's a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, that hits. Uh, that's going to be eight damage. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to take a reaction, um, and I'm going to do Stone's Endurance. So that's going to okay. be... Um, that's a two, so that's only, what, six? Yeah. Oh, one d twelve plus two, so it's a four. Oh, so okay. I, I take four damage. Damage. Uh, this knife like starts to go into your back, and then like your uh, skin turns to stone, and I like, arr, arr, and they can't get the knife back out. Hell yeah! All right. That's going to be uh, the goblin that you tried to hit, uh, who's going to point towards uh, this other full health goblin and say, "Ring the bell," uh, and then uh -oh. it's going to take a swing at Millhouse, uh, misses. This other goblin is going to disengage so you don't get any opportunity attacks and begin to uh, run outside. It's not quite outside yet, um, but it's next turn, it will be. Okay. There's one more uh, half health goblin who is going to go after one of the other bullywogs, hits, and is going to do six damage. That bullywog looks, is looking a little bit rough. Oof. And then there right. to be Grandpa Gag. Gag! <laughs> Who's going to uh, run after this running one. Uh, he makes a big frog-like hop and hits. <laughs> oh! Uh, incredibly. It was about to roll over onto a worse score, and then it rolled back onto a, a 15. Shit, um, all right. He's going to do three damage to that one. It's still up, but it's going to try and bite it. Uh, hits and does another four damage, which is just enough to kill this goblin running out the door. Dude, you gang's got it. Okay. Okay. This really hurt. Uh, Bullywog is going to. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Gag jumped twenty feet because uh, Bullywogs can jump up to twenty feet in one jump <laughs> uh, without a running start. Uh, and now this one is going to hop out of the window that some of you crawled through and is going to uh, sort of crouch out there uh, stealthily. They, uh, they're fine as far as not being seen. And then they're going to uh, roll to throw their spear in, which they do, uh, and they hit. Um, <laughs> these are good ass bully logs, what the hell? Yeah, dude, I got the fucking, bu I got the bully boys here. Um, and does six damage to uh, one of them killing uh, killing one of the ones that was at half health. All right. Um, and then that's Millhouse, who is going to swing at 
uh, the other one that was in half half health, uh, and misses. <laughs> rolls another three. God Second damn it, three Millhouse. in a row for Millhouse. Uh, and then that's Cormie. There is one full health goblin that uh, told the other to run, one half health goblin, and one that looks like it's about to die. Okay, um, I want to uh, lunge and grapple the full health goblin. Okay, uh, go ahead and make a strength contest. Uh, let's see, it's 18 plus 321. All right, this one rolled a 17, and its Ooh. modifier is minus one, so oh. you're trying to grapple it. All right, I'm going to just take him down uh, to the ground. Like, I, I think that's all I can do in a turn is just, like, grapple and take him down. Yeah. But then, does okay. that mean that, that if if anybody hits against him, it's advantage? Yes. Okay, cool. So that's going to be the dying goblin who is going to try and stab into you uh, with a 20 to hit. That hits. Um, that is going to be five damage. Damn, all right. Uh, and then they are going to hide because they are almost dead. Ooh. So any attacks against that goblin are going to have disadvantage. Uh, full health <laughs> goblin is going to try and yell to get attention. Oh um, shit! So oh wait, did you say you put? Yeah, you didn't say that. Okay, I, I did not say that. No. They rolled a seven, so they don't get anyone's attention. Hell uh, yeah! You're sort of squeezing Bitch. the life out of them, so they're like. Ah, ah. <laughs> All right. Um, hell yeah. And then they're going to make a strength contest against you to try and get out of this uh, hole. They rolled a critical failure. All right, so I'm not even going to roll. (laughs) uh, No, roll to see if you have a critical failure. Oh, okay, fair. Um, I got a a 13. Okay, yeah, you hold on to this goblin. It, like, squiggles like a a weak-ass fish. Uh, (laughs) You had better wrestling with with goldfish. Um, (laughs) This last half-health goblin is going to stab at Millhouse. Uh, and rolls a critical failure. Hell yeah, dude. Everything's coming up Millhouse. What the fuck? All of these Bullywogs have excellent rolls, and all these goblins have shitty rolls. And, like, <laughs> I wish I was filming my dice sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be Geg, who uh, sees your plan and is going to uh, go with advantage against this one in your arms. Yeah. Uh, hits for, holy shit, for seven damage. Just fucking kills this guy. Hell yeah. Uh, and then it's going to turn around and bite into this uh, half-health one and hits. Man, dude, Gang is fucking straight pimping. <laughs> he fucking kills the half-health one in the most vicious-ass bite he could possibly do. <laughs> you like, bone behind the gums. Just, like, snap the goblin's arm. Oh, shit. Out on the floor. Holy fuck, old Gang. Uh, Grandpa Gang. Dude, he is tight as hell. <laughs> and then this last only one is going to see if they can find this uh, this goblin. And they quit. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So- Damn, dude, I'm loving the bully boys. Yeah, except for the one that died. I have to kill some of these. They're making you too powerful. <laughs> Kills the last goblin easy. <laughs> All right, so there's none left in the barracks now. Yes, fucking suck it. One bullywog. Um, I'm gonna just really quick, and then I think like I'm kind of done here. Um, who's the most hurt one looking around me? Like, who's the most Other hurt of the bully the boys? One? Uh, there's a hurt yeah. one who's outside the window. Uh, he looks really bad. Okay, um, I'm gonna go over to the window. 
I'm going to toss him the potion that I found. It was, what, 1d4, I think. Toss him the potion. I found, like, take this. Okay, he rolled a three. Hell yeah. All right. I mean, it's something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. He, like, doubled his health. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Just one last thing I want to do is I want to, like, show up in the window. I assume I can see, like, Grana and even, like, like kind of out in the distance through one of the windows, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to give him the thumbs up. Like, like the all clear. Okay. Uh, also, Grana and Yeevan, what have you been doing while uh, Cormith ransacked this fucking barrack? I thought, I thought we were all splitting up and going to attack our own barrackses. <laughs> okay, yeah, we can do that. Grana, are yeah, you... Yeah, that's what I was hoping you were doing, by the way. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Why did I give you so many bullywogs? I have to track all of them individually. <laughs> Because I rolled a nat 20, fool. <laughs> Why um, didn't you give uh, us so many goblins to fight? That's the other question. <laughs> uh, so that you'd have to, so that would be interesting. <laughs> I guess it is if you like to hear me talking about me fighting myself. <laughs> Grana, I'll have you go next. Go ahead and roll a uh, d12. No, that was a 12. <laughs> All right, you enter a completely full barrack. Fuck. Oh, shit, dude. You're fucked. I'm so fucked. <laughs> you got five bollywogs, though, right? They might crit. They might. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'm going to say at least two of your bullywogs have that armor on. Okay. Uh, so now I have to name your bullywogs real quick so I can track them individually, unless I want to give them numbers, but that's not as fun. But I probably will have to do that. That yeah, could be I'm a part gonna... of Bullywog culture, that your name is a number. I'll name these as it becomes relevant. If they become cool, they get a name. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Go ahead and roll a stealth check to see if you get a surprise round on these fuckers. It's a dirty 20. 18 plus 2. They rolled a natural 20. No! Are you serious? One I'm time. serious. Uh, all right, go ahead and roll initiative. I'm going to quit this campaign. God damn it. I'm... No. <laughs> She'll do it. She'll do it. It's uh, an eight. Oh, you and your bullywugs got the same initiative. So the goblins are going to start. Oh, God. Okay, it's time for Rollathon. Man, this is going to be rough. Here we go. Miss hit. Uh, so first one is going to do four damage against one of your bullywogs. Next one is going to hit and does four damage against a different bullywog. Next one misses. Next one misses. Next one misses. Next one is going to hit another one of your bullywogs for four fucking damage. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Next one is going to go after you. Misses real bad. Um, Misses. Miss. uh, No, that one just hits uh, one of your bullywogs for four goddamn damage, which is just about the the second least that they can do. Misses. And last one hits your last bullywog for eight damage. That one's looking real bad. But granted, it's your turn now. Okay. If I do produce flame, could I hit multiple of them at once? It's a, it's a, let's see, uh, 30 feet, make a range. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
You hurl the flame at a creature within 30 feet of you. It does say a creature, but I'm guessing since they're really close together, maybe they could. <laughs> mm. um, go ahead and roll an arcana check. Uh, 15 plus 4. 19. Okay. I'll let you hit four of them. Ooh. Oh, hell yeah. Look at you. Okay. So I need to. Fucking sweet. Clear them out. Okay. I need to make a ranged spell attack. Okay. Come on, dice. Be nice to me. Uh, six plus three. Uh, I'm afraid that that doesn't... Well, okay, hold on. For this, um, they probably are going to have to... The way that we're doing this, they'll have to make a, a throw if they're if you're attacking multiple. Uh, so what's your save, your spell DC save? Eleven. Mm, they all saved. Yeah. Uh, but they'll take half damage, so roll the D8. Oh, shit, okay. I was going to say, that was such a good idea. <laughs> Seven. Okay, so they'll all take four damage. Okay. Which is still pretty good. A third That's of half them their health. took half damage. <laughs> uh, so now your Bullywogs are going to attack. Uh, they're going to go after the Hurt Ones first. Uh, your first Bullywog is going to hit with their spear. Oops, that was the wrong die. For four damage, killing one of these ones that you burnt. Hell yeah. Your next Bullywog hits with their spear uh, for five damage, killing another one of the ones that you burnt. Uh, next Bullywog hits with their spear, kills another. Uh, next one misses both times, feels bad. Um, <laughs> and the last one hits with their spear for another three damage, killing the very last of the burnt Jesus. Ones. Okay. So you now right, have dude. eight goblins. Oh, it's their turn now. The first goblin is going to uh, go. They are going to attempt to hit your first bullywog. They will hit. It's a good thing that that one just got some health back because now it's in real rough shape. Uh, another one hits and does its full damage that it can do against another one of yours. Next one misses. Uh, next one misses. Next one misses. Next one crits. Oh. This bullywog is almost certainly going to die. Yep, this one kills one of your bullywogs. Uh, no. Just sort of, like, guts it. Lost a soldier. Uh, and then this one's going to go after you. Uh, it's a 14 to hit. Oh. All right, that's your turn. Are there other doors to this barracks? Like a way they could sneak out past me? There's a door off to your right that they could dart out of. And then there's... your. You know, there's, like, windows around, but there's not, like, a big old back door or anything. Okay, okay. I was considering doing Entangle, but I don't think it's worth it at the moment. I will say that, and this is, you know, to my own disadvantage, uh, Bullywogs won't be affected by Entangle. Yeah. Well, it does make the ground di uh, difficult terrain, but... Yeah, uh, Bullywogs are... They won't be affected by that. Okay, maybe I will use Entangle because it's a like ninety foot, uh, twenty foot square. So if but I not, what will be what will be affected by that? The all the goblins, they wouldn't yeah. be able to move. Oh, the Bollywogs would be affected. Yep. Sorry. Nope. I, I'm totally wrong. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna yeah cast Entangle, and they need to beat a Strength eleven check. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's. Eight goblins. Okay. I'm going to do it four at a time. Strength, you said? Yes. One of them saves. 
Ooh. Oh, okay. nice. Goblin L is feeling good. <laughs> and that will be that will be up to one minute. They will have to make a strength check to get out of it. So, okay. That All is right. my turn. I don't have any... You can use Never. a bonus action. Or a movement. Or you could speak to your bullywogs. No. Okay. No, I'm good. Cool. Then your bullywogs are going to go. Uh, because uh, everyone is grappled, all these bullywogs are going to have advantage. Hell yes. Uh, so that the was first a good move, hits, dude. Hits with its spear uh, against this one that killed... No, the one that killed uh, the one bullywog is the one that's saved. So let's see. Uh, it's going to hit uh, one that's entangled, and then it's going to try and bite them and crits and just fucking kills this goblin. The next bullywog is going to go after another entangled one. Uh, they're glaring something fierce at these at the unentangled one, but they uh, they understand this advantage, and that one misses on both of its attacks. What? <laughs> uh, oh, oh, wait, sorry, only on the first one. Uh, then with its bite, uh, it, it does hit, does two damage to another one. Uh, Bluewog three hits with its spear uh, and takes out another one of these goblins. God damn, all right, that's seven. And then it's going to bite uh, another one, but misses terribly. They rolled Uh-oh. a two and a four. Oh. Uh, this next one is going to take one swing at the un hindered one just because uh, it misses uh, with its, its spear but it does hit with its bite uh, is going to do four damage to that one so that one's at half health now uh, and then that is back up to the goblins there's six remaining you're oh, halfway through the goblins okay they're going to start uh, no they end their turn with a strength check but they can't do anything while they're grappled so they're going to make that strength check you said it was 11? Yep. Okay. Uh, G frees themselves just barely, uh, but that's the end of their turn. Next one frees themselves. Uh, next one stays uh, encumbered. Next one saves. Next one is still encumbered. And the last one was free. It's going to uh, try and attack you. It gets an 18 to hit. Yep. And that's four damage to you. And now it's your turn. Um... I'm going to do produce flame again. <laughs> I'm just going to keep hitting them with both, I guess. Okay, roll another arcana check. Um, that's a 19 plus 4. Damn. All right, you can hit five of these. All right. Let's see. Uh, there that's going to be a dexterity check for them. Attack. Pick up five dice. Two of them save, the rest of them fail. Go ahead and roll the damage. Oh shit, that was only a 2 I rolled. Okay. Well, it's better than nothing. So the first bullywug. <laughs> this is so strong. Um, <laughs> uh, j- just hits on its spear attack. Uh, does two damage, taking after you. <laughs> uh, and then it's going to roll again. Uh, misses with its bite. Uh, the next bullywog, who's looking uh, real, real hurt, is going to try and gang up on that one uh, that was just attacked. Hits with its spear kills it, uh, and tries to take a crack at the other one, hits, uh, and does two damage to another. Uh, one of your hardier bullywugs is going to go after the one that has been free since the beginning, hits, nice. uh, and kills that one. Get him! Uh, and then is going to go after another one, and does not quite hit. Uh, your last bullywug 
He's going to go after one of them, uh, hits with the spear, uh, and kills another one of them. All right. How many are yeah, left? Click. You've got two that are still looking pretty good, and one that is looking pretty bad. You got so them on the back heel. Of goblins. <laughs> this first goblin crits on one of your hurt bullywogs and kills them. No! Next one is going to go after your other hurt one, rolls and hits, uh, and kills another one of your bullywogs. So you're down to two bullywogs now. Oh, no. This last one is going to go after you and rolls a 15 to hit. Miss. All right, and that one misses. Now it's your turn. You've got two uh, bullywogs that look like they're in pretty good shape and three dead bullywogs. Uh, There are three goblins left. Okay, I'm going to go for one of the ones that is nearly dead. I'm going to just hit it with my dagger. I guess my resistance breaking dagger. It doesn't really matter, but... Yeah, it doesn't have any resistances. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hit it and it goes, Ah, I don't have dark vision anymore. <laughs> uh, let's see, 15 plus 5. That hits, Hit. yeah. 4. Uh, and which one did you say you were going after? The one that was like looking pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, you killed that one. Cool. Okay. Wait, was the damage 1d4 plus 3 and you did 4 damage? You rolled a 1? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> Bullywogs are going to go. They're, uh, this first one's going to hit on both its bite and its spear attack, doing a total of 6 damage, which kills another one of these goblins. Nice. Uh, and the last Bullywog uh, rolls a... Uh, 22 to hit, and then rolls enough to uh, spear through this last goblin. Nice. Can I? Okay, how are my bullywogs doing? Are they in good health? The they two are, are, they're hurt. I mean, they could probably take another two hits, but it's risky. They're not feeling fantastic. I'm going to tell them, search this barracks, see if you can find a healing potion, and use it pronto. Okay. They're going to uh, roll to investigate. They find a couple of those caffeine ones, so they're going to roll to see what health they can gain back from those. One gains back one point of health, one gains back two points of health. <sighs> Amateurs. <laughs> uh, the one that gains back two is like, uh, looks pretty good now. <laughs> they don't have a lot of health. To begin yeah. with. Sure. Now it's going to be Even's turn. Even, roll for your barrack. You will be 12. All right. Let's see. That's a 10. You know, sometimes that's how it'd be. I like how your strongest fighter had like the least number of. Yeah, well, what can you say? Hey, you mean uh, Geg? <laughs> Geg is the fucking best bully walk. Yeah, hell yeah, he is. Geg's a fucking top pimp, dude. All right. Uh, initiative? Uh, did you want to try and sneak up on them first? Um, so, yes, but I also want to try and pull some shenanigans. Is that allowed? Depends on the shenanigans. So what I want to do is I want to, uh, I want to walk into this barracks. I want to leave the, the five bullywugs that I have just outside the door ready to come inside. And I want to use a cantrip. Uh, for minor illusion to create like a a sound of like a lot of people outside 
and I want to declare to the goblins in the uh, in the barracks, uh, give up, put your weapons down, stand in the middle of the barracks, and uh, you're surrounded. I'd so like you're to basically roll coming in and saying, come out with your hands up. We've got you surrounded. There's no use Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I love it. Fucking exactly, and I want to roll a deception check. I love it. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I got a two plus seven is a nine. Okay, they're going to roll an insight check against your nine. They rolled a nine, but they have a minus one. So these goblins all get into the middle of the room. <laughs> drop all their weapons. Oh, shit. idiots. <laughs> Whoa, dude. Way to go. <laughs> fucking, fucking nailed it. All right. Um, I want to uh, quickly pick up their weapons, uh, hand them to the bullywogs, and then tie them up. All right. Yeah, I'm the like, bullywogs help you to tie up all of these uh, goblins and their weapons. Uh, they stick their tongues out at them. Uh, one of them just, like, makes a helicopter noise at them, even though helicopters don't exist in this world. <laughs> cool. Well, that was dumb as shit, but I brought it. <laughs> but it worked. That was awesome as fuck, dude. I think that was awesome as hell. Well, that Wrap it up fun. nice and quick, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Cormie, you look out your window. You give a thumbs up. Uh, you see... Uh, <laughs> You see that uh, Yeven is like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, Grana's like got like two like <laughs> bullywugs behind her and is like uh, looking a little bit like worse for the wear. <laughs> Damn, dude, I should have given that potion to Gag just because he's fucking top notch bloke. <laughs>